0: What's up, Boston? It's Friday, November 11th, and that means it's time again for your weekly Friday Five, where we give you the lowdown on what you need to know from last week's news heading into this weekend. I'm Christina. I'm Landry. With the Boston University News Service, or buns for short. Now today, we will be focusing mostly on the results of the election this week, so we will be talking about how our main three topics will be affected by the new president. But don't worry, we will still get to know what happened in the world of sports, and Landry will tell you what will be fun to do this weekend.
1: I will. I think we could all use a little something to take our mind off the election.
0: All right, so let's get right to it. I don't know about y'all, but I was completely blown away by the results on Tuesday. Most media outlets and honestly a lot of people I talked to on campus, they honestly thought this was in the bag for Hillary to win on Tuesday. But as we all know, Wednesday morning announced that in an extremely tight vote, Donald Trump has been elected the 45th president of the United States. CNN's final numbers show that Donald Trump won 290 electoral votes, while Clinton only had 232. Now, Isha, it's been a while since we've seen something like this in the United States, where the president-elect has won the electoral votes but lost the popular vote. It really went down to the wire. That's why we were all up until about 2.30 in the morning, because swing states, like my home state of Pennsylvania, played a crucial role in this election, and these swing states really settled everything by the end of the night.
2: What's next, Christina? Well, it's going
0: to be a very long time before January 20th, where inauguration happens. All eyes are going to be on Trump for what he does next. So what can you tell me, Isha, about um, how... The economy and business has been affected by Trump's election.
2: Donald Trump's victory was partly based on his supporters' frustrations with the current way the economy is going. He promised throughout his campaign to create 25 million jobs over 10 years and increase the pace of growth to 4% a year. But he did not explain very clearly how he was going to do all this. On Wednesday, Trump announced his plans of investing in infrastructure and defense, which he hopes would create more jobs, which they will. But with his immigration plans, how he's planning on filling all those jobs without immigrants is a question. That makes sense, I guess. Also, according to CNBC, he's planning on tax cuts for corporations, and he's going to reduce the top tax bracket from 39.6% to 33%. He has also said that he would close tax loopholes for high-income earners. I think the word ironic suits this situation well. That's a pretty good word to use for this situation, I think.
0: What else has he has planned?
2: Trump has been protesting the North American Free Trade Agreement, also known as NAFTA, in all of the debates, and he's plan on renegotiating it with Mexico and Canada. But Mexico's stance on it is, we can discuss it, not renegotiated.
0: Now, also in his victory speech, he promised to be a president for all Americans. He called for unity and even thanked Hillary Clinton in his speech. This week he actually met with President Barack Obama and Obama told CNN that his concern during these last few days in power is that he is making 100% sure that the transition between him and Trump is successful. Obama stressed to the president-elect that if he succeeds, the country succeeds.
2: Trump also tweeted out that he was very pleased with the outcome of the meeting with Obama and that Melania really liked Mrs. Obama. A lot of
0: people are still extremely unhappy with these results. Now, since the election results have been revealed, there have been protests in cities like New York, Philadelphia, and even Boston. As of this morning, NBC has reported that Portland in Oregon is the only city that had a protest that turned into a riot overnight. So keep an eye out for that. If you are planning to go to any of the protests nearby, please stay safe. Yep, be safe (laughs) y'all. All right, thank you Isha. Now let's turn to Rob and Aaron for an update for how the election impacted this city of Boston.
3: Hey Rob, can I finally place slots at a charter school while smoking that sweet, sweet ganja with a cage-free chicken?
4: Ah, ballot question talk. So short answer, legally, no, no you can't, Aaron.
3: Aw, farts.
4: (laughs) Why don't we break down the results? Question 1 and 2.
3: Ah, slots and charters!
4: Yep. Both ballot measures got rejected, with over 60% of mass residents voting against them. That means we won't be getting an additional Type 2 gaming license to open a slots parlor, and we also won't be lifting the current cap on charter schools.
3: But can I get high with my cage-free chickens?
4: All right, let's start with the chickens on that question. Question three passed with 77.7% of voters approving the measure. Just to be clear, this doesn't require all chickens be cage-free. What it does is that mandates all chickens, pigs, and cattle be kept in cages large enough for them to sit down, stand up, and turn around in a circle with their arms extended.
3: So it's bigger than this booth. Yes. Guess I'm going to have to spend the weekend building a new cage for Bessie. Bessie? Do you not have a pet cow?
4: You know, I actually, uh, don't. But, don't worry, your weekend isn't lost yet. Farmers have until 2020 before the new cage requirements are enforced.
3: Ah, sweet, because construction while high is dangerous, and we can finally smoke that sweet, sweet
2: ganja, right?
4: Hold your horses there, cowgirl. Yes, ballot question four has passed. The actual referendum is 24 pages long, so let's break it down. First, put the bong away for another month. Recreational use of marijuana doesn't become legal in Massachusetts until December 15th. And the first stores can't start selling marijuana products until January of
3: 2018. So wait, how am I supposed to get my hands on some herb?
4: (laughs) Well, starting December 15th, mass residents will be allowed to grow their own marijuana plants at home. They're limited to six plants per resident and 12 plants per household.
3: Okay, but in all seriousness, proponents were talking a lot about how legalization could raise money for the state. Is that true?
4: Yeah, so one of the aspects proponents of the bill are really excited about is taking marijuana out of the black market means it can finally be taxed. Massachusetts will be taxing at a rate as high as 12% with a statewide baseline of 10%. That'll be divided between states, the town it's sold in, and a small portion will go to the establishment of a Cannabis Control Commission.
3: And speaking of segues, I mean, speaking of taxes, what happened with Question 5 in Boston?
4: Question 5 passed with 73.6% of voters approving the measure. This means that Boston residents will be seeing a slight increase in their property tax this April as Boston is adopting the Community Preservation Act. On average, this will end end up costing residents about $24 annually, and will raise an estimated $20 million for the city, with 60% of that coming from commercial properties.
3: All right, thanks, Rob. Now get out of the booth so I can talk to Isha about science.
4: Science!
2: Do you follow Neil deGrasse Tyson on Twitter, Erin? Obviously. Neil is my boy. Don't say that. Anyway, did you
3: see his tweet on Wednesday morning? (laughs) Of course, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astrophysicist extraordinaire, tweeted Wednesday at 8.52 a.m. following the surprising results of the presidential election. FYI, Manhattan, where people know Trump best, he's lived, worked, and played there most of his life, gave him 10% of the vote. Seems like our pal Neil isn't too fond of the results of the election, though he's discouraged folks from bashing Trump and other politicians a few times. But he was on Colbert Wednesday and he said, I think we have a four-year mission now. I think what we need to do, let us together make America smart again. I'm not sure that was him directly criticizing Trump, but it certainly was a play on Trump's campaign slogan.
2: I think it's super fair to say making America smart again is a great goal. I'd like to see that happen. And speaking of things that might happen in the next four years, I guess that means you're trying
3: to talk about President-elect Trump's plan for his first 100 days in office and how that relates to science? Yeah, obviously, Erin. All right, Ish, let's do this. There are a few key points of Trump's plan that directly apply to science and environmental policy. Let's break it down now. Seriously? Stop doing stuff like that. Am I embarrassing you in front of your friends, Isha? Yep. Anyway, (laughs) Trump's plan outlines a bunch of stuff, including what he calls seven actions to protect American workers. The sixth and seventh items on that list are related to environmental policy. Item six is, and I'm quoting here, lift the Obama-Clinton roadblocks and allow vital energy infrastructure projects like the Keystone Pipeline to move forward. And item seven is cancel billions in payments to U.N. climate change programs and use the money to fix America's water and environmental infrastructure. Now, these are obviously hot button topics, especially among those in the environmentalist community. Executive director of the Sierra Club, Michael Brune, said in a statement Wednesday, make no mistake. The election of Donald Trump could be devastating for our climate and our future." Brune continued, What we know is that it would be extraordinarily difficult for Trump to remove the U.S. from the Paris Agreement. His position is already causing international blowback abroad and in very pointed ways that are in some respects unprecedented.
2: Wow. The Sierra Club seems pretty upset about Trump's climate plans. I would go so far as
3: to say they are not Trump fans also this week Trump named Myron ebell as the person set to lead the transition at the Environmental Protection Agency The New York Times reported that ebel said in 2015 he hoped whoever was elected president would undo the EPA power plant regs and some of the other regs that are very harmful to our economy so it looks like environmental regulations will be a priority for the Trump administration during its first 100 days in office rest assured dear listeners that Isha and I will be closely following these environmental and science policies over the coming months and years and we'll do our best to keep you in formed and in the loop. And now for something completely different, let's send it off to Christina and Bree for some athletic feats.
0: All right, Bree, the world might be seeming a real big mess, but you know it's still stayed consistent no matter what. Yeah, sports. Our outlet, let's go. To start it off, uh, let's talk about the Celtics. They started off the week on Sunday with a loss to the Denver Nuggets. Another high-scoring game, 123-107. to 107. Yeah, they were unable to stop Emmanuel Murie. I mean, that's still an impressive game. Isaiah Thomas led that game with 30 points.
5: He's probably been the, one of the most consistent players that I've seen, and that's what they expect from him. He's their point guard now. He's really embracing that role. That's a good game for him, and especially against that Nuggets team. The way he's been playing, that's not hard to, to anticipate. And despite that consistency in a
0: game against the Washington Wizards, the Celtics suffered another loss, 118-93, to with Thomas leading again with 23 points. Well, we can hope for the best that this was a learning week for the Celtics. Their next game is tonight against the New York Knicks. They are hosting them here, and tip-off is at
5: 7.30. Anything you think we should be watching out for? Oh, that'll be a good game. That'll be interesting. Especially with the newly assembled New York Knicks. (laughs) that'll be fun to watch Isaiah and Derek go at it I want to see how they handle Porzingis mellow we'll see how mellow mellows that'll be an interesting game to watch considering I've been really harping on them and their perimeter defense so yep now on to the sport that we really
0: need to get better educated on yes Uh, hockey. Now this is nothing against it, it's just
5: genuinely Bree and I do not come from families that really promote hockey. And mind you, I'm from the West Coast. Hockey suffers where I'm from. I can barely name you a Kings player at this moment. teams that have not suffered are actually the Bruins.
0: They started off with a loss to the New York Rangers 5 to 2, but then they came right back and shut out the Buffalo Sabers in a 4 to nothing win. And then they lost again, but to the Montreal Canadiens 3 to 2. Recently just won over the Columbus Blue Jackets 5 to 2. Wow. So, we had Tory Krug finding his groove on the ice. He actually scored his first goal of the season in the first period in the game against the Blue Jackets. He even said it is starting to come together. It's not all there, but that hunger that drive to get better is what makes good hockey players. So tomorrow they will be actually heading towards the west. They will be heading to Arizona to square up against the Coyotes at 8 p.m.
5: Okay.
0: So we'll see how the Bruins do in the warmer weather. Hopefully this will be a nice little stint of them finding their feet on the ice, and a lot more wins in their future. So,
5: the Patriots were on a bye week. Yes. But let's (coughs) talk football. Uh, They take on the Seattle Seahawks this week on Sunday Night Football. Thankfully, we're starting to get some matchups that are really, really, really good to watch. Yeah, I'm really excited for this game, actually. I am very, very excited to see
0: if the big trade last week has an effect. Yeah. A lot of people are saying how this is looking like a very unstoppable New England Patriots team. The -hmm. Washington Post even pointed out in an article that the improved New England offense, plus the combination of what they call Brady having an otherworldly presence on the field, is basically setting up uh, the Patriots for what could be an unstoppable season, despite that one loss. It should be a very good game on Sunday. They will be Mm -hmm. playing Sunday night football at home against the Seahawks anything big happen with the Seahawks?
5: Yeah, Richard Sherman. I just read um, CBS Sports reported that not only did he get fined for his hit on Bill's kicker, Dan Carpenter, but the fine is unappealable. Um, he can't even appeal the fine. Oh, the headline here says that Richard Sherman, you know, NFL folded to public pressure. This is really interesting, especially for an outspoken player like Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. who already called out the NFL saying that it's no fun anymore. It'll be fun to see how that defense um, handles Tom Brady, who's playing out of his mind. He hasn't thrown a to pick at all and especially since they're being at home there's always something about that home field advantage for
0: no matter what the sport is so mm-hmm. who knows how it'll match up it's sunday night football kickoff is at 8 30 p.m so thank you brie and let's hope for another exciting week in sport
1: Hey everybody, I know some of you are really excited this week, some of you are uh, not so excited about the election results on Tuesday, but I think one thing that we can all agree on, whether your candidate won or lost, is that we're just glad that this race is finally over.
0: Please tell me there's something good to do this weekend, Landry, please. Uh,
1: There is plenty of fun to be had in Boston this weekend. It is actually probably perfect timing, Christina, this weekend is the Boston Comedy Festival. The what now? This is New England's kind of biggest comedy festival. It uh, returns to venues this year in Somerville and Cambridge. There's going to be performers. If you know these comedians, Steve Sweeney, Eugene Merman, Kyle Kinane. Uh, You'll see a few people from The Daily Show as well. Again, something to take your mind off things. Go have some laughs. I encourage you to go to their website to get times. It's going to run from today through November 19th. That's a Saturday. So various times, various costs for each show. I would go on to bostoncomedyfest.com to get uh, kind of a rundown of all the acts, figure out which ones you want to go see. Definitely encourage you to go to that and uh, take your mind off politics for a little bit. It'll be nice. Next up, Christina, did you watch BattleBots ever?
5: Are
0: those where they, like, build robots and then, like, they would send them into a ring? Or am I thinking of something? Oh,
1: yo, you're thinking of the exact thing. Oh, my goodness. BattleBots is coming to Boston this Saturday, 10 a.m. through 6 p.m. It's mass destruction robot competition.
0: You're kidding me.
1: I am not. This this sounds like all my childhood dreams come true. So this is going to return. It says after a long hiatus, come celebrate the presidential election. And if you think it's an apocalypse, they say this is the place to go (laughs) see a robot apocalypse. There's going to be one and three pound combat robots and they'll fight each other at the smithereens. It's free. They suggest a $5 suggested donation help out the place. It's at Artisan's Asylum in Somerville. I'm sorry, Christine, If you wanted to build a robot, it's too late.
0: Dang it. There's always next time, I guess.
1: So go check that out, guys. Go cheer on your favorite uh, little robot.
0: What better way to get through this weekend with some nice little robot carnage?
1: <laughs> After watching all those robots go at it, this might be something nice for the next morning. This is Sunday, 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. A cruise. You know the best part of this cruise? There's going to be breakfast pastries and mimosas served the entire time you're on it. What? Where? Where? This is going to be at the Northern Lights at Rose Wharf. Kind of pair your trip with pastries, mimosas. There's going to be a 90-minute tour around Boston Harbor. You'll get to enjoy those panoramic views. Really beautiful out there. There's going to be you know assortment of all your favorite pastries, muffins, danishes, scones. And uh, they say assorted fruits. So, so maybe something a little healthier to make you feel better.
0: But pastries, though. But
1: pastries. I do love having a boozy brunch. But a boozy brunch when I'm also on a boat just seems like a recipe for disaster.
0: I feel like it might lie to you and make you feel like you're drunk faster. So maybe it'll be a oh yeah mimos- time. Mimosas
1: are dangerous, everybody. You need to drink them slowly.
0: And drink responsibly.
1: And responsibly. With pastries. You're wondering the cost. It sounds like it's really expensive. It's really not that bad. The tickets, if you go just on their website, will say $45. But there is a link to get half off the ticket price. You can get that link if you go to the BUNewsService.com. And there's going to be a What to Do in Boston article with a hyperlink to that page. So just a little plug there. Go get your some half price tickets
0: pastries people and panoramic views come on guys
1: love that alliteration and then last up we have songs for syria a concert for humanitarian relief this will be sunday from 3 to 5 p.m at the old south church completely free this is sponsored by the syrian american medical society a uh, professional organization representing thousands of syrian american medical professionals and the event's going to feature music from several different arabic groups hear stories about syria and learn about that horrible humanitarian crisis going on there this will be a great way to uh, help out a group of people that's really just having a rough time these days. So go out there, go talk to some people you may not meet in other ways, and uh, learn about the Syrian crisis that's still uh, very important right now. And then last up, Christina. What's up? I always like to suggest something to watch for the weekend. Usually I'd give a newer show, but with this whole political cycle, I think we've gotten a little bit cynical about politics. But there is one political show that I loved. I watched it all the way through when I was an undergrad, and that's West Wing. I encourage you all to go on Netflix, watch some West Wing. See, even if it's fictional, a group of people who really care about making the country better, it'll inspire you, it'll encourage you. And it's also just a really good show, guys. Lots of good drama, lots of great actors. A bit better than House of Cards. House of Cards.
0: Ooh, that's a very bold statement there, Uh, sir.
1: I think it might be better, Christina. At least feel a little better afterwards. No one's being, spoiler warning, pushed in front of trains. Well, Christina, that's all we have for this weekend. Everybody get out there, have some fun, take your mind off politics. And I'll see you next week. With that, this ends this week's Buns Friday Five for November 11th, 2016. Tune in next time to find out what five topics we think you need to know from the weekend previous. For the Buns Friday Five, I'm Landry Harlan.
0: And I'm Christina
2: Atienza.
1: Have a fantastic week.